Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Kale and Company, happy Friday, everybody. The 1st of December. It's going to be in the 50s today, 60s tomorrow, and sunny. There's your Nick Kale traffic and weather together on the fours. <laughs> What did what you say that? the other day on the 49? Yeah, was that like, it was like at 749 or 849 when I said that. I got sidetracked by the flurries coming down. Well, we got to keep the blinds down so I can stay focused. Got the attention span of mustard. Exactly. All right, final hour. we got a lot of good stuff to get to. Morning mystery movie clip in about 15 minutes. Part due of the cut sheet, which means pages three and four of Stalker's cut sheet. That he uh, did not get to it <laughs> round one. What do you guys... Let's make a prediction here, 905. Yep. What do you think the ratings are going to be for the DeSantis-Newsom debate? Give me a number. I know, Dawn, I know you hate doing this, but come on, this is radio. Give I'll, me a number. I, I, I want to re- bring up the numbers again of the three ratings, the, the first three primaries. I ah. think it was 12, 9, and 3, or 12, 6, and 3, in descending order of millions of viewers. They got worse each time. I got to imagine it will do better than the last debate. Do you but, think so? Yeah, because now you have both sides involved. You've got Democrats and Republicans. If you had a remote level of interest, you you brought in a, a perhaps a different audience. It's an interesting theory you have. Although Very maybe maybe some of those on the left didn't want to turn on Fox News and didn't want to watch Sean Hannity, but maybe there were some Dems that were like, you know what, I'm going to see what Gavin's about. I, I, not as good as the first Republican primary, probably not as good as the second one. I will say it rated better than the last one, which was the... Was that the Kristen Welker one? Yes. Okay, I think it rates better than that. Oh yeah, I, uh, I think so too. All okay. Right. Give me I, throw throw out a throw number. number. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, if if that last number was three million for the last debate. I'm gonna go uh, four point two million. Oh, I think it's gonna be way more than that. Okay, um, I'll say four point two million. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine million. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Almost, really? almost yeah. up there with the first debate. Yep. Now keep in mind that it's Fox News. They generate ratings. The other networks do not. And the first three debates were on what uh, we had. God, I can't even remember what networks. <laughs> it was know- Fox, Fox Business. Yep. And then NBC, um, NBC uh, Network, Salem, NBC News, failing radio, Salem Network. Yeah. The fourth one is, by the way, the fourth one is going to be moderated by Megan Kelly. They can't generate a ratings point anywhere they go, but fine. The they should fourth, simulcast us. And the fourth one is is a what is it again? News Nation. I don't News Nation. News Nation. Yet it's hosted by Republican or conservative anchors in Megan Kelly, and there's two others in there. I'm drawing a blank on their name. Well, that's because Sirius and, XM is, and that's a problem. Yeah, and that is a problem. And it's going to be in Alabama. It's December sixth. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have a big take on that, and it'll be interesting to see if DeSantis can carry over any of the momentum that he gained with Newsom in this setting. Because as we've said, I don't think DeSantis has been bad in the first three primary debates. He just hasn't been the big takeaway reaction talking point the next day. We've been talking about the fact that, well, there is no Trump, and we've been talking about Nikki Haley versus Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. and the jousting, and DeSantis has basically been the middle guy on the stage, and he's been sitting there awkwardly just kind of looking to his left and looking to his right. Yeah, if you're just tuning in at 908, uh, in my opinion, whoever won or who won that debate last night was Donald Trump. Yeah. But, uh, Dawn, give me a number, please, my love. I'm looking at his numbers... Usually Hannity's numbers are in the like two two million. Yeah, yeah two, two and a half. Eight. Yeah, 
I mean, they 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 rock the ratings. Mm-hmm. So did he double his number on Hannity? Did I mean, that's why I'm saying. So four, if Greg yeah. if Greg is correct, then he would have almost quadrupled. Well, not qu- tripled his number. Yep. I can't see him tripling that number. I really can't. Doubling, perhaps, which is why I'm going for There was a lot of promotion for this. Oh, yeah. It was promoted everywhere. Well, the five was pimping it every five freaking minutes. Yeah, it was promoted everywhere. There was was ads in the New York Post. Yeah. I I think, I actually, I think nine million might be a little uh, low. Wow. I think that what you're going to see is a spike off the top because they were promoting it Mm -hmm. so much. So I think off the top, you could see a 12. And then it peters out. But, the, yes, so then for the average, for the for the entire time, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to go way down. Right. Unlike, I, unlike this show, we stay at the same level for four straight hours. <laughs> but I think they're going to get a pop off the top. Yeah. And then you'll see the drop off. As people say, meh, it's not mm-hmm. enough. Yep. All, right, all right, so give me a, so give me a number, Don. Nobody's holding you at anything. This is just yeah. I know. But, so. I got 4.2. I got 9. I'll say seven, seven. overall, okay. but I think it, he's got, they're going to pop right off the beginning, and, and then, then it. <laughs> well, they have pills for that. Seven <laughs> blue blue pill. <laughs> Meanwhile, the first GOP debate though averaged um, on Fox twelve point eight million. What, that's viewers. what I thought. I I, I want to say the second and the third was either nine million and then six million, or nine million and then three million. For some reason, those numbers are in my head, but I knew that first one was right around twelve million. So. All right, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, a couple of things here in the media. So how about this? There, another little update, a new wrinkle to the Deadspin story. As a Deadspin editor is now accusing Bobby Barack from OutKick as being a sexist for trying to get Deadspin to comment on their egregious error. So they had reached out multiple times. According to OutKick, they had sent requests for comment to Karen J. Phillips, uh, the author of that trashy hit piece of the Chiefs fan, uh, the nine-year-old wearing uh, face paint, Jim Rich, the Deadspin editor-in-chief, Jim Spanfeller, the GO Media CEO, and Julie DeCaro, the Deadspin senior writer. Only DeCaro replied, and she replied to the email request from OutKick, asking when you're going to correct and amend your story. Uh, and she responded to the email request by telling OutKick to never ask her for comment. She then responded on Twitter with a series of posts. Uh, and then she goes on to lock and block out and make her account private so nobody could see her posts. So they got an email response from her. And uh, actually, no, this was the Twitter response. So this is the senior editor telling one of the writers from OutKick on Twitter the following. She says, Bobby, you've been at this for days now, and I know the whole feed the foe outrage machine is your shtick. So a few things. What you will never get from me is a statement declaring what a person of color deems racist. Number two, what you will not get from me is a statement throwing a colleague and friend under the bus. She must be friends with Karan J. Phillips, who wrote this awful hit piece that was 100% false. Number three, she says, I find it really curious that you are laser focused on the only woman on the staff who wasn't even working when the story was published. It's almost like 
sexism. So she's immediately going to try to cry and claim that she's the victim. Here comes a male writer from OutKick being sexist by asking one of four people that happen to be a woman, a woman on the editorial staff, uh, for comment on this terrible story about this piece against this kid, which we gave you the audio yesterday. He, him and his father were on Jesse Waters' prime time, and uh, I hope that, and I think we kind of read between the lines, it seems like they probably have lawyers already involved, and now she wants to come out and claim that OutKick is being sexist by calling her out for basically giving no comment. That's what people at Deadspin do. That is what Deadspin is all about. But the caveat to all of this, the the nice little uh, aha, gotcha moment. Apparently, speaking of sexism, this lady used to run a website that was designed to talk about the physical attributes and the sexy characteristics of men. Yes, she apparently used to run a website that was called Designated Hotter which was dedicated to judging male athletes on their physical and sexual appearance. And she's got a long history on this so-called blog uh, in which she highlights certain NFL players that were in big games, takes pictures of them, and says how hot they are. I don't know. A little sexist to me. Seems like a very uh, egotistical thing to do. If a man did that, they would be labeled sexist. But this lady, Julia DeCaro, Apparently, like uh, the former Seahawks safety, Earl Thomas's butt, he's got the best butt in the Super Bowl. Do you agree? And she posts a picture of that. It's always funny how they always claim something, but yet they're the ones committing the violation in a past life. So figured we'd point out that story. Uh, we will keep you updated if, in fact, a lawsuit becomes public and we find out that this kid and this father are actually suing for defamation, Karan J. Phillips and or Deadspin. All right, that's media story one. Let's get to number two. We saw it coming. I, you know, I, I honestly think no matter what CNN does, it's going to fail. No matter what they touch, it's yes. destined to flop. You are 100% right. But Gail King and Charles Barkley mm. were made this now. If you recall, back in the summer, this was, I believe, the last big piece of news that Chris Licht is responsible for. This was his idea, his concoction. Let's grab Charles Barkley from TNT, since TNT and CNN are under the Turner umbrella, so to speak, and we'll pair him with CBS's Gail King and put him on the air together. Well, the show uh, debuted last week, and Gail King and Charles Barkley drew a mere 501,000 viewers. Oh, man. 501,000 viewers. We have about that many listeners weekly on Kale & Company, folks, uh, for its debut. And according to same-day Nielsen ratings... It's adjusted up a little bit from 486,000 in the national distance, uh, the national parameter rankings. It finished a distant third amongst the big cable news channels in total viewers and didn't really move the needle from CNN's recent averages in that hour. In fact, it ranks as the smallest audience of any CNN primetime show that made a debut this year. Wow. So Charles Barkley, they were thinking, oh, he's a lightning rod. He'll say a bunch of stuff. We'll get viewers. We'll get eyeballs. People will be writing about it. Yeah. Did anybody actually think that this would have worked? I didn't know it started. Yeah. Now, I don't watch CNN, so I don't know if they were promoting it and advertising it like Fox advertises the debate with Hannity. But I didn't even know that this officially begun yet. 
Or if it began, I would have thought it began back in the summer. We just haven't talked about it because it didn't make any any dent in the ratings. Well, it's odd placement, too. It's only on once a week, right? So you yeah. have to physically, like, remember that it's on. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... I'm I'm curious. What time is it on? Like nine or ten or eight? What um, time is it on? I let, have no let, idea. Let me see. This is <laughs> Wednesday nights, ten p.m. after Caitlin Collins. By the way, she gets up at three o'clock in the morning. There's zero chance that it's live at ten p.m. Right. So totally I'm taped. I'm sure this thing is completely taped. Yes. So this is, uh, as for the ratings, the 501,000 viewers for King Charles is what it's called, because uh, you take Gail King and Charles Borkton, oh, let's merge God. them. So, so some consultant got about a hundred grand to come up with that idea. <laughs> hey, what about King Charles? That's pretty quippy. Uh, it's slightly ahead of CNN's November average for 10 p.m. weeknights, where the unwatchable Abby Phillip, keyword Phillip, no, no S on the end, it's not plural, Phillip, hosts CNN Newsnight. That show averaged 474,000 viewers in November. So it's basically what they wouldn't get on a normal night. Again, because yep. it's once a week, you're not there's really no hype around nope. it. Nope. So you're just going to get the normal people that tune in to that, that yeah. station regularly. Yeah. So they preempt Abby Phillip for one night a week. So she does four nights and then Gail King and Charles Barkley are at ten o'clock on Wednesday night. I don't know. If, to me, if I'm Abby Phillip here, I'm 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 crying racism here. <laughs> this is black on black crime, and I will not stand for it. If I'm Abby <laughs> Phillip, how dare you put Charles? This is sexist as well. They're putting Charles Barkley in over Abby. I would claim sexism. Well, I mean, that's why they have Gail King there. Uh, well, that's true. Well, so let me ask you guys this then: Is it what was the show? The the, the one clip I saw, they interviewed Steve Kerr. Oh God! So is it is it a sports show? No, like what, it, what is it? It's a, I, I think it's a hodgepodge of everything. But obviously, Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich are two left wing NBA head coaches. <laughs> as we played you that clip of uh, Popovich last week with "How dare you boo? You don't. We don't do yeah, that yeah, yeah, here." Yeah. So, like, I mean, I don't think that's seeing that's probably not the the right spot for that type of show. Um, unless they thought initially that they might get a little bit of humor. Out of Barkley, like they do with Gutfeld, but Barkley's funny, but he's not a comedian like Gutfeld. Barkley's an entertaining guy. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I just I don't know what. I'll listen to Barkley talk about anything. I don't know what the appeal is. Like I don't know who they're going for for yeah. that show. I don't know. It just I, it, they, they. I think they put Gail King in there for name recognition and journalistic integrity. I would actually go the opposite way. I would put somebody young that's got some pop culture savviness. And I would put that person, male or female, with Charles Barkley. You don't need to always have, no disrespect to Dawn or a journalist, you don't always need to have, like, the serious um, traffic cop, so to speak, with with the athlete. You can put somebody, you can make the best, think about what's succeeding right now. Bill Maher, Club Random, it's, it's completely the opposite of his TV show. Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Like, you don't, like... Oh, the, the, all white guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm just... That is very racist of me. I got to find a black huh? comedian right now, or I'll be in HR <laughs> at 1002. Um, but you, you, like, it's... You got to break the norms here. And, like, if you're CNN, the old formula, it doesn't work yep. with that network. So, now, it still works for Fox with monologues with Jesse Water and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram. It still works for them. But CNN is a broken product at this point. Mix it up. I would say put somebody else in there with Charles Barkley, but that's just me. 
Yeah, they they just need a complete revamping of that entire mm-hmm. network. Yep. And there's nothing, no one thing is going to save it. Um, so I think whoever came up with this concept, whatever they're paying Charles Barkley and Gail King, I'm sure it's not a small amount of money. Oh, no. uh, they should be fired. <laughs> well, it was one of the last things that Lick decided to put into motion. Uh, and then lastly, speaking of shaking things up, MSNBC has said, you know what, Mehdi Hassan, your show's not that good, and you've been very, very anti-Israel. Your show is officially canceled. That coming out yesterday uh, from MSNBC. Are you guys surprised about that? that no. That they they canceled that show? No. Nope. No. And I never watched it, but when we play him on the cut sheet, I don't really understand the intrigue. And I think if if he's super, super left, and they're trying to get away from some of that, but still maintain some of it, well, that's what they have Joy Reid for, and that's what they well, have Rachel Maddow for. I was just going to say that. Are they trying to get away from it? They they have some of the biggest liberal bomb throwers on that network. Yeah, and they're actually, for what it's worth, they do what CNN tries to do, but they do it better, right? Like, they actually get some ratings that from time to time are nipping at Fox's heels a little bit, whereas, you know, CNN tries to do it, and it just, it's a complete swing and a miss. He went far out there on the, on the Israel. Yeah. Palestine. Yeah, thing. He, he probably and, wrote his future the last seven weeks. And I think MSNBC looked at that and went, yep, they were just like, we don't need this headache, guys. Mm-hmm. I think that you're you you nailed it. That was his final nail in yep. his coffin. Yep. That he he was way out there, mm-hmm. and it was just perceived as anti-Semitic. You know that I never liked him. Mm-hmm. I just I just thought he was horrible mm-hmm. to like Matt Taibbi and others and. He just always tried to set people up, yeah. and you'd see him, and he had everything prepared. Went for, he was on prompter, and you know what I mean? It just, ew. I yeah. just don't like him. Nasty. Mm-hmm. and somebody Very unlikable. Unlikable because he's uh, he's under. I think he tried to trick people, and he was underhanded. It, it's one thing if somebody's giving an authentic opinion mm-hmm. and giving their opinion and asking a question letting somebody answer it. But that's not what he did. Nope. He pre-produced things in such a way where he tried to box somebody in, mm-hmm. and he loves to bully people, in other words. He tried that with Vivek, remember? Yeah. Ramaswamy was on with him, and they got into that tussle. Remember, they were shouting over each other. Yeah, we going played back it for and you? forth. Yeah. Because he, he tees it up, and you're you're the one in control. Right. Right. So even somebody like Vivek, who's ver- super smart mm-hmm. and talks a mile a minute, but he, he boxes people in, and that's... I hated what he, I'll tell you the truth, what he did to Matt Taibbi, if you go back to that one, Mm -hmm. I saw, I'm done with you, because Matt Taibbi has like a slight stutter, he's a brilliant guy and a great investigative journalist, and by no accounts, a conservative, Mm -hmm. but Matt Taibbi, you know, stuck his neck out there, Mm -hmm. and and has done a lot of, you know, if you've written his books and so on and so forth, what he did. He and Schellenberger, Barry Weiss. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. So, he he's a bully and he likes to pick on people who are not maybe as media savvy. Right. And and so I just I can't stand that kind yeah. of podcaster. I always love when networks that appro- uh, you know appreciate cancel culture and ad- advocate for it cancel one of their own. By the way, you know who's thing. not happy about Mehdi Hassan being canceled? Keith Olbermann. Oh, well maybe they can do a podcast from Keith. <laughs> yeah, they Keith's, should. Uh, Keith they should spend the holiday season <laughs> together. Yeah. They were Hang on, I'm trying to pull it up right now because he's calling out he's he's actually calling out his liberal friends on MSNBC to uh to to boycott oh, MSNBC yeah. because of Mehdi Hassan. Yeah. Okay. Um 
here, talk amongst yourselves for that. Okay. I just want to pull well, up. Everybody notice. Yeah. Nice to see. <laughs> yeah. I thought, now, I'm wondering, if did Keith go to Twitter to espouse this opinion? Of course he did. Because I was told he resigned from Twitter. Oh, no, by the way, he was, just, point. Tro- he was just trolling everybody. Oh, he's back. He did that. Mm. All right, here's Keith Olbermann okay. uh, talking about that. MSNBC cancels the Mehdi Hassan show. Where is Rachel Maddow's defense of journalistic independence? Wow. Where is Lawrence O'Donnell's outrage? Where is the protest from Chris Hayes? Wow. Scan the QR code to take you to the Friday edition of the Countdown <laughs> Podcast because the point love that. of making all that money for truth-telling is to stand up when somebody gets fired by your own people for doing the same thing you do. Wow. You know, it's pretty hard to be despised by the right and the left simultaneously. <laughs> but if there's one man that can pull it off, I think Keith Olbermann might have just done that. He does. <laughs> he does. By the way, he's like, it's funny because he gave uh, Rachel Maddow her start. Oh, that's right. He did. And they had some, they had some big falling out, and he, he hates her. Yeah. He absolutely hates her. When, when, when Olbermann was on, what time slot did he have on that Eight channel? O'clock. Eight o'clock. He went up against O'Reilly. Okay. That's right. All right, 9.24, Friday morning. It's time for the Morning Mystery movie clip. And now, the Morning Mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. I want to see your, your permit papers. You need a permit to work on this street. Okay. I don't answer to you, buddy. I answer to the people. Mind your own business, please. The Salvation Army is my business. Hey, what's going on? You're crowded. This guy's working without papers, and he's bashing the Salvation Army. I'm not bashing the Salvation Army. Hey, Jermaine. I'm not bashing anything. Hey, bashing. Not when bashing anybody. Don't make up lies. Jermaine? Show me your papers, clown. Papers? Yeah. from the 1950s. Come on the internet. Look up people after people on the internet. You'll see a picture of me. Why don't you step in the 21st century dinosaur? Right. Call the cops. Think you know what it is? You call it 12 at 855-839-1210 and you could win this great prize. Uh, once again today, a pair of tickets, our final pair to see Sebastian Maniscalco at the It Ain't Right Tour 2024. Wells Fargo Center. Coming up September 27th, 2024. Tickets on sale 10 o'clock today at Ticketmaster.com. But you can win them before you can buy them in about 34 minutes if you can be caller 12 at 855-839-1210. Back after this with the winner and part due of what's on the cut sheet on a Friday edition of Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. You've heard me talk about Chapman Windows Doors and Siding. I love my new patio doors. I love all the work. That Chapman has done in my home. And you know by now that if I needed windows, doors, siding, obviously I would only trust the Chapman family team. You may not think of Chapman right away for siding or stucco remediation, but you should. I trust nobody else with this investment in your home. If you're thinking of updating your current siding or maybe removing your current stucco and then replacing it with siding, I want you to think Chapman. Obviously it would boost the curb appeal But I would say update it with James Hardy plank or maybe some vinyl siding by James Hardy. It will obviously add the value to your home. Now would be a great time to get ahead of the ball. Plan your siding project for next year, for 2024. These certified Chapman installers are the professionals you want on this important job. If you or somebody you know are looking for windows, doors, siding, stucco remediation, the shutters with all those hardware options, just give them a call or you can text them. 610-431-8898. You can visit them online. Take a virtual tour. 
ChapmanWindowsDoors.com for all the details. Tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Mustard. Kale and Company rolling on. It's Friday morning. Hopefully all of you having a great start to your day or a start to your weekend. If you decided to mail it in today, maybe take a three-day weekend. I don't know why you would. You just had Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming up. But we know Americans don't want to work anymore, especially Gen Z. They can't fathom going to work for eight hours a day or having a 40-minute uh, commute. Softies. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet part due is coming up shortly. What's on tap for the Dawn Show? Who on Twitter and YouTube today? We also have to make a prediction on the Eagles 49ers game. Oh, yes. On Sunday. Yeah, you and I are... Differing on this. Yeah. I gave you the mantle of the 49ers fan. That's right. This weekend. <laughs> I'll be Gavin Newsom's best buddy. I will back the red and the gold. Picks coming up in a little bit. All right, but we have our morning mystery movie clip winner on the line. Jeannie is in Aston, and she is with us this morning. Jeannie, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. We thank you for uh, listening and playing. What was the movie clip that we played for you just about 10 minutes ago? One of my favorites. It's Fred Claus. Yes. Yes. Well wow. done, Jeannie. Congratulations. Yeah. Final Thank pair. You. Sebastian Maniscalco. Don't remember. Look, it's a long time away from now. It's September 27th of 2024. I mean, in theory, Joe Biden could be dead at that point. We don't oh. know. So just remember, it's a long way away. Make sure your calendar's clear because you got a pretty cool prize. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Jeannie. There she is. Jeannie in Aston gets the final pair. Uh, tickets go on sale in 24 minutes Wow! Uh, at Ticketmaster.com, and that will be, of course, at the Wells Fargo Center. Yep. So there you go. Win them before you can buy them. All right, let's get to, because I know we have a lot of audio, a lot of yeah. stuff from the cut sheet as we get to round two. What's on the cut sheet? Part two. What's on the cut sheet? I do. What's on the country part new? Sponsored by Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon. Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon. The secret to finishing your holiday shopping with relocations. Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City at the Lowe's Hotel. Visit in person or online at josephanthony.com where gift cards are available. That's josephanthony.com. All right, getting back to the uh, Newsom v. DeSantis debate. Oh, you want to do more of that? I do, and okay. then we have more stuff. Don't worry. I'm just trying to spread it out, <laughs> I was going to queue it up. Come on. Hours talk <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can spend two more hours talking about Newsom v. DeSantis. Um, <laughs> look, it's 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 what everybody wants to hear. Oh, about I know, today. I know. Um, Newsom, they were they were discussing. I'm going to start here with cut uh, four seventy three. Cut fourteen here, guys. Uh, they were talking about is China the number one threat that we face. And ge- a little geopolitical warfare here. Cut 14 guys, go. In this country, they shouldn't be able to buy farmland anywhere. I can tell you this. I would not go to China and grovel in front of Xi uh, like Gavin Newsom did. He says China's a partner uh, on climate change. China's adding two new coal plants every year. China's laughing uh, at us with what they're doing. So, yes, they're the number one threat we face. And we need to take it seriously. And Joe Biden is not doing that. It's just, this is just a reminder. Uh, you know, it, it, I think it's a question some people are probably asking. I know Nikki Haley's campaign is asking, when are you going to drop out and at least give Nikki Haley a shot to take down Donald Trump in this nomination? <laughs> she laid you out. 
You're a walking hypocrite what about China? on the issue of China. This is I'm the guy a... <laughs> that was looking for direct foreign trade from China, was doing trade shows. That is open up an awesome... That's already been That's debunked. An you talk about true. the liberal fact-checkers. Even the liberal fact-checkers Ch- did Donald Trump that, himself so. today called Please. you Red Ron for Please. a reason, because of your complete hypocrisy. All right, we're almost out of time. talking a big... Wow. It, it, it's very interesting that Gavin Newsom, now I'll give him credit for whether those are debunked or not. He's He he tried to land hay, haymakers. He tried to take pot shots, uh, the Nikki Haley comment, the Donald Trump comment. But his strategy, I, I don't know, I would even argue, now maybe some liberals laughed and, and found joy in that. But I got to imagine if you're an objective Democrat, you didn't see your guy really answer many of the questions directly no. last night. You really didn't. Yeah, I I do agree with that. But it, it, with 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 viral moments like that about Nikki Haley and then Ron DeSantis looking very kind of awkward and yeah. smiling and kind of fidgeting and trying to interrupt there, it just it just doesn't. The style wasn't there yeah, for him. Right. I, I said this all morning. I believe the facts were on his side. I just don't think that the style and the presence was there. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, um, but to answer the question, yeah, yeah China, it, China is obviously the threat. It's a remarkable too how it's you know the right, and I think the right is correct when they say this about how much of a threat China really is. We always, and I'm talking about Republicans, paint China out to be the public enemy number one, which I believe they are. But the Democrats always try to point out Russia, Russia, Russia. It's like they almost refuse to acknowledge that China is a major threat. The Democrats are just so in bed from a business partner standpoint with China that they don't want to talk about all the atrocities that China commits. They almost just let it slide. It's very fascinating. I'm moving on to cut 16 here, guys. Um, the... Uh, the big question is is that is is Gavin Newsom running a shadow campaign <laughs> like look, like is this him uh, a lot of people are saying that yeah. that this is a pre- this is a preview this is a preview of 2028 i don't believe so i think this is uh, I, I think this is a debate of never wills okay um but he he was asked if he's running a shadow campaign and this is what he said cut 16 guys go say you are not running for president in 2024 in fact, you recently said, quote, you think that Vice President Harris is naturally the one lined up to run for president if Joe Biden were to bow out. Governor Newsom, tonight I ask you, will you make an LBJ-like statement? And Governor DeSantis, you say he's running a shadow campaign in your response. I would like you to answer that. Will you say unequivocally under no circumstances are you running? Correct. I've said, I don't know how many times I can say it, just making this stuff up about a shadow campaign. If, if, Bottom the, line, if uh, at the DNC convention they come Joe and ask Biden, you, will you run, what will you say? Joe Biden will be our nominee in a matter of weeks. And in a matter of weeks, Sean, he'll be endorsing Donald Trump as a nominee for the Republican Party. If they come to you at the DNC <laughs> Ron, and Joe is Ronnie. incapable of running and they ask you, are you a hard no? no it's, not even, it's not even optional. He's doing fantastically. I appreciate and respect the work the president is doing and the vice president. It's the Biden-Harris campaign and team. So absolutely unequivocally, vice I president look forward would be the to next continuing person. to support their efforts. President right. Biden will be oh. reelected. I mean, Donald Trump I think will what be he's rejected. Saying, I think what he's... Joe Biden's approval rating is 39%. The only person lower is Kamala Harris at 38%. 
Joe Biden is polling at 27% approval with independents. So fantastically, if that's even a word, <laughs> uh, I don't think that's actually the case. Now, I, I am still on record. See, I think two things can be true at once. I am still on record saying that Joe Biden will be the nominee because Democrats will drag a carcass to the finish line as long as it's breathing. But I do believe Gavin Newsom has been running a shadow campaign. Why would you challenge Ron DeSantis to a debate? Why would you be running ads in South Carolina? Why would you be doing any of this if you were not running a shadow campaign? And I think he is afraid to say that he's running because, as you talked there about getting uh, him to jump over Kamala Harris in the future. How dare they? Because she will be triggered and outraged. Because if you, if you remember, in 2019, when Kamala Harris's campaign came to a crashing halt to run for president, she labeled Joe Biden as a racist. Yeah. So if Gavin Newsom runs and tries to one-up her... He is going to be labeled a racist and a sexist. Yep. Let's move on to uh, libs of TikTok here, shall we? This person, uh, this 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 woman, actually girl, uh, says she she's Gen Z. She she can't do a nine to five. <laughs> she says uh, she says she starts to cry when she thinks about it. Oh. You know, after doing radio, I don't know if I can do nine to fives. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna de- wait. I'm gonna defend her a little bit. After this clip, All cut, right. cut 17, guys, go. Not doing nine to five. Red hair. I know this is going to sound spoiled. I know this is going to sound like some artsy creative who, you know, just doesn't want to put in the hard work and hours, but I physically do not think I can do it. Right. I start to cry if I have more than like three non creative tasks to do in a day. She's cute. And imagining doing yeah, eight cute, hours though. a day of something that I don't really love for the rest of my life. Mm. So there's no other option. This has to work. This is going to sound even more artsy and arrogant, but I heard this quote in a show once, and it said, people like us can't live normal lives. If we try, it kills us. And honestly, I am throwing myself into that category, Mm -hmm. because I think I will simply die. So if you want to listen to my music and help be, you know, one step in the process of me not literally Mm -hmm. dying. Unsolicited laugh. Please stream it. I love you guys. Elevation of the voice. Other than the nose ring, we've got all the attributes that are required to post a video of a breakdown on TikTok. She's a cute girl. Yeah, she's not bad looking. Listen, listen, listen. listen. I I'm would. Gonna, I'm gonna. Ma- <laughs> I'm gonna make. She's just young, yeah, dude. Come on, what's wrong with you? No, she's the, she's 18. I would. She's. <laughs> stop. Just stop. We have nothing in common. She's. She, listen, listen. I don't know about you, Nick Hale. Dawn, I'm. Dawn is different than you and I. Yep. Uh, in in right. many ways, she's a biological female. <laughs> but but I got in radio because I didn't want to work a nine to five. Right. I, and, and I've been <laughs> I've been out of radio two or three different times, and I I, I do agree the, the the old adage "do what you love and you will yes. never work a day in your life" is absolutely true. I had to sell insurance. I wanted to blow my head off. I, um, like it's awful. So I, I agree. But like the fact that you have to do a nine to five is going to kill you. Come on. Come on, toots. But but I I also felt like that at that age. At eighteen, I was just like, if I have to work a nine to five desk job, I I can't like I can't do that for sixty years or however long you work, fifty years. I I knew that I wanted to do something that to me didn't feel like work. This mm-hmm. is, I mean, it became work. <laughs> it became a well, lot. You of wanted work. to be a suit, but but it, it I I got into radio because I didn't want to work and I didn't ha- want to wear a suit every day. Right. Well, I mean, and here's the thing too. Like you sit there and you say, uh, what what would it take for me to do this job from like a financial standpoint? Now, like if you came to me and said, hey, I'll give you a $500,000 a year guaranteed to sell insurance, would I probably do it? 
Yeah, I probably would. But like, you're gonna have to pay me a really, really absorbent amount of money exorbitant. to leave. Yeah, to leave a job that I love doing, that I get compensated pretty darn well for doing to begin with, anyway. Uh, to do something I I really don't love. And by the way, this isn't a nine to five job. It's you know we get up in the middle of the night, so it's actually worse yes. than a nine to five job. And we actually work throughout the day as more content comes in, and we have Absolutely. to send emails and Absolutely. then start brainstorming. Absolutely. So anybody that thinks that this is just six a to ten a, and then uh, I go play golf the rest of the day, well, part of that's true. Part of that's uh, true. But there's a lot of work that goes into this. Yeah. Yeah. She's the the real problem with this is that she is weak. She's weak-minded. She's she doesn't have a work ethic, and this is part of a generation, particularly of women. Mm-hmm. I, I think it affects, for whatever reason, it has affected young women more than guys. And so, to me, I look at her and I think, "Wow, I mean, you're a woman. You're a young woman. Be strong. Yeah, yeah. stand up for yourself. Find something that you love to do." But instead, she's like whining. Yeah, and she's she's quoting. <laughs> What is, what is, I looked up just a minute ago what she was quoting, a Netflix series. It's like, okay, so you're streaming and mm-hmm. you're privileged and you've been, you're spoiled rotten mm-hmm. because you know what? You're lucky that you're not doing some job that's a physical job. Yeah. You know, go try waitressing for a 12 hour shift. Yeah, go landscape. Go, right. Go, go hardscape. Exactly. Yeah. And so I just think it's this, and she's, I would love to quiz her on history. Yeah. She's the same person that doesn't know history. Mm-hmm. Um, but sh- so she wants everything politically correct and she's easily yeah. triggered. Well, it's yeah. a shame. And you're spot on with it usually being the females of this yep. age group. But we do have some men that have lost their minds over. If you recall our buddy from a couple of weeks ago at Starbucks. I have a full mustache and beard. <laughs> he had a full mustache and beard, oh, but he still couldn't do the job. I miss that guy. I wonder at what age her parents uh, first left her in. A car alone. <laughs> I, 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 you know, honestly, I would actually leave her in the car, but I would drop the garage door down as well, and then let, start, let the fumes start. Oh, running. that's not right. That's not right. Come on, come on. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll wrap it up with who won Twitter today, who won YouTube, what's on tap for the Dawn Show, and our Eagles 49ers predictions. Uh-oh. It's Kale and Company. Stay right there. Join me next spring. We're going to discover the wonderful sights in southern Italy. What a beautiful trip. All courtesy of my friends from conservative tours. Nobody does it better than conservative tours. I'm talking about the stunning Isle of Capri, Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii, Rome, all while enjoying a gastronomical event for 12 incredible days of touring olive oil production. Yeah, the mozzarella farm and wait for it, wineries, those tasting sessions galore and the group dining events conservative tours are known for are legendary. 5267 includes your nonstop airfare. Call toll-free 888-733-9494. You can go to conservativetours.com. Scroll down. You'll see my picture of the itinerary. Of course, my husband, Larry Bear, Larry Menti, our sons are going. We can't wait for this trip to southern Italy. And we'll also find out why so many of the locals, the Italians, where do they vacation? In a place known as Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia with its charming villages, unparalleled cuisine, and authentically Italian. Conservativetours.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Friday morning as we get set for the Dawn show coming up at 10 o'clock. And we find out what she has lined up just uh, eight minutes out. 
Yeah, we have news. Uh, we're going to update you on red light cameras in Philadelphia as some of these contracts expire and are they going to stay? So we'll talk about the red light cameras, which I know are quite controversial in our great city of Philadelphia. We'll also talk about somebody who was choking in Congress and how they were saved. So a rescue effort and hackers, hackers targeting Pennsylvania. This is a serious U.S. cybersecurity threat, and I'll take you inside that. Ultimately, we'll also talk about the state of law enforcement, and we have so much going on. There's so much breaking, so much developing, so you don't want to miss it. All right, the Dawn Show coming up in just about seven minutes as we wrap up a Friday show with Who on Twitter today. Who won Twitter? First, this isn't this isn't uh, winning Twitter, but I just want to let you guys know that we lost a listener. Oh, somebody didn't like the content today. CK from Warwick. Uh, right. So you guys lost a listener. I've been hearing nothing but negative stuff about Ron DeSantis for weeks. But now you just said during a segment last night, DeSantis looked awkward. It doesn't seem to really come across with a message. Mm. You people have now turned liberal. Oh. You people. She must. She no idea what you're talking <laughs> make sure about. The, make sure the fader's up so I can play this drop and I wrap up my rebuttal here. So you must have missed the entire four hours <laughs> where I said Ron DeSantis absolutely destroyed mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom on debates, on policy, but I pointed out the fact that he still is incredibly awkward. So for the one listener that I lost, here's what I say to you. Go yourself. Now that's not nice. It's funny though. Thank you. All right, let's let's do this again. Who won Twitter? I'm going to give it to Richard Nataro winning Twitter. He says, listening to the cacophony of that debate last night, I'm glad I had no idea it was on. (laughs) And then... Who won? YouTube, I'm going to give it to Jackie. Jackie says, Newsom is dipping his toe in the water to see what kind of traction he gets. She All hit right. the nail right on the head. That yes. is exactly what he was doing last night. As Joe Biden would say, Jackie, where are you? Stand up, Jackie. Where's Jackie at? Nice job out of Dick Nataro. Remember, folks, when it's a battle of dicks, Dick Nataro over Dick Durbin every day of the week. Every day of the every week. Every day of the yeah. week. All right, prediction time as we wrap oh. up the show on a Friday. Um, you know, Stalker, for close to a year, you've been labeled as a 49er fanboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Fusetti dubbed you that. Yep. After you picked the 49ers to win the NFC Championship. But Vegas is screaming. Uh, Vegas is telling us something here. The Vegas uh, experts have said the 49ers are a three-point road favorite against a team that's 10-1. and one. That tells me all I need to know. I'm taking the 49ers. Oh, 27-23. Wow. So they win by four. 27-23, San Fran. I am going to take an overtime victory. Of mm. uh, th- uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-one twenty-eight. Oh, another OT game. Yes. Living on the edge. Yes. yes. Don Stensland, your prediction, ma'am. Eagles are going to win. Twelve eleven. What was yours? What was uh, yours? Twenty-seven twenty-three. And what was yours, Greg Stocker? Thirty-one twenty-eight. Three-two. This is like uh, the Price is Right. Let's go. I don't know. You don't know. Um. You don't know. All right, Don, here's what I think about you. Don't know. Go I'm going to say Eagles win. Yourself. No, I'm going to say Eagles win 24-20. I like wow. that score. I like all that right. score, too. 24-20. All right. Eagles victorious. So we're, so we're all saying it's going to be a close game. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Has cool. to be. I can't see either team blowing the other team out. 
won't happen. Yeah. But you guys are on Never the Eagles. Know. I'm on the 49ers. All right. I'll be, I'll be 49ers the 49ers fan over there. Yeah, that's right. Thank, At Nick Kale on Twitter. God, after a year, Don, he's taken my mantle as that's a 49ers right. fan. Hey, I bet on the Cowboys last night. So I, I, I'll always go where I think the right play is, regardless do. of allegiance. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a great rest of your Friday, December the 1st. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. And then uh, we will talk to you again Monday morning at 6 a.m. Until then. Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.